Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. Friday, it's last hour. Yep, it's yep. party time. Time to have a good time. Hopefully, Kizzler's got some good music for us coming up. Uh, a little country music on tap. Uh, we've got, got Will Peterson on tap. Oh, we got Will. We'll have D Mac coming in here. We may have Derek Wolf, freshly back from Austin, coming back oh, in. From the- I mean, star-studded affair here for the last hour. Yeah, I mean, the Wolfie thing is fifty-fifty. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, it's probably like 80-20. Well, you're going to be wolfing it here in the next couple of weeks. Hey, mind your business. <laughs> hey, it's good for me. I'll, get, I'll come in business. and hang out a little bit. It'll be great. No, no uh, wolfing it is taking weeks. Roby in it, taking Roby is days. Roby days, wolf weeks. Yeah, and I started off the show trying to kind of give you a hard time about the Roby day, and then it turned out to be we were in having all these tests done, and it was a four-hour physical. Yeah, right. And, like, right out of the gate, you made me feel bad. Yeah, I'm thank so goodness I've, I'm I've been be- sort of out of sorts. Uh, because of that. Yeah, you're making you, fun just, of me, and it's like been, I almost died yesterday. You've, you're like, oh, sorry about that. <laughs> you've shot down literally every idea I've had, and I'm trying to you know, think outside the box because the Broncos have a lot of problems to solve. Yes. Let's see if uh, we can find something to agree on here. Okay. Uh, earlier this week, uh, NFLPA came out with their results from a survey. They asked every NFL player, hey, grade these various things about your organization. Right. The Broncos report card uh, was not good. So okay. I want to I want to see your thoughts on just the grades in general as I go through them. Uh, how big of a deal it is, and is it something that uh, the that you know Greg Penner and company need to address? All right. Okay. So first one, treatment of families, D plus. Oh, the families don't get treated well. Tied for twenty fourth in the league. Like what? Do they, what do they? What? What do they want their families to have? I think. I think this is. I think this is everybody on the roster saying, "Well, my family doesn't get treated as well as Russ's." That's right. what I think this is. Yeah, like well, you know, like the family parking situation or the family. You know, what kind of? You know, where do they go when it rains at the stadium? And like, where are they sitting? And like things like that that really yeah. don't mean anything. That just yeah. like pampered athletes nowadays can complain about if they want to complain about it. It's like okay. I really don't give a damn how your family's treated. You, uh, so, there you go. I did not think we would agree on this, but you just used the word pampered, and that's exactly where I was going to go. Right. Like, I think oh. all of this is uh, is just nonsense. But here we okay. go. Food service slash nutrition, D tied for twenty second. I mean, look, I know people who work over there. Look. They rave about the food. Exactly. I've been. I've eaten there in there a couple times since they've redone it. Right, I was back when they had like a little bitty little room in there, right? Where, yeah. Where they would cater everything, and yeah. maybe you had a guy cooking breakfast for you, and that was about it. Everything else was pretty much just catered in, and it's yeah. like sandwiches or salad type of thing. And now they just walk through the line, and it's like steak, and it's like this, and it's like, oh, yeah. do you want you know you want sea bass? Oh, okay, yeah, we got that. Do you want to be like, are you a D? A D. A D. A D. A D. I yeah. mean, are you kidding me? That place is immaculate. Now, I haven't been in there a couple years. You know, I don't think a, it's gotten worse. No, I don't think so either. Um, to me, once again, it's guys that just don't know how good they got it. I'm with you. Complaining about, like, if that's not an A over there, then I don't. And they got all the drinks you want. You got a guy, you know, making you smoothies and protein shakes and a yacht, et cetera, et cetera. Anything that you want, they got it there. So... Like, give me a break, man. What are we doing? Like, but they don't know, like, how good they got it. When I first got in the league, you know, I'm going to sound like an old man because yeah. I am a little bit old. When I first got in the league, we were in the – with the Ravens. We were in the old Indianapolis Colts facility. Yeah. Okay? Our cafeteria – In Owings Mills? Yes. In Owings Mills. Our cafeteria is like like 6 by 10. Like, well, like the size of this room. And, and once again, there was nobody cooking food. You catered stuff in. You had like 50 people in a room this big, like trying to eat. It was hot. It stank. And it was just awful. Yeah, like, yeah. that's bad. Like, you're in this five-star cafeteria getting fed filet mignon, ribeyes, uh, crab legs, shrimp. Oh, yeah. I'm like, are, are you, and, and you're giving it a D minus? They're spoiled. You've got to be kidding They're spoiled. Me. I remember watching the hard knocks. Oh. And there's the scene, is it Tony Saragusa that locked the tight ends yes. in the in the room? And it's like one of those portable trailers that they have outside schools when they run out of 
classroom space. Yes, like that that's was where, training that's camp. Where the, that's where right. guys were meeting. Yes. You compare that to what they're in now, it's it's laughable. All right, real quick. It is. Weight room B plus, strength coaches A minus. Yeah, okay. I mean, the, the weight room's the weight room's not anything special or spectacular. But it right? got they, a B plus, which surprises me. It does, but it's a nice weight room. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. Right, it's fine. It's like it's your weight room. Like, you don't need... Uh, but I'm sure there's better ones throughout the NFL. Um, the weight coach that everyone had a complaint about in town, that everyone thought, like, oh, my gosh, they got to get rid of this guy. And if they get rid of this guy, then all of a sudden they're not going to have any more injuries. I hear uh, he's, he's got, not happy with me. He got um, a A-minus, right, because he does a good job. It's just they bad had a, luck. They had bad luck. Sometimes guys have hamstring hurt. injuries. Sometimes you get hurt. That's not all on the on the performance coach soft or issue, the weight soft coach. Soft tissue injuries are. Like, are those guys hydrating? Are those guys stretching? Are those guys doing know. the things that they're supposed to be doing? I don't know. Okay, exactly. Soft tissue injuries. That's uh, you got to look at somebody. All right, uh, training. Someone's got to be the fall guy, and that's what happened in this situation. Training room C plus, training staff. Unfortunately, B. Say that again. Training room C plus, training staff B. All right, cool. I mean, the training staff has has changed a little bit since since I it's was not there. Great. If it's, the training staff a B though is twenty eighth. So basically, every player in the league gave their training staff an A. Because for a B to be 28th out of 32. I know their training room and the stuff that they did to upgrade the facilities was pretty, when, when we took yeah. the tour of it. Because that's like cold tub and hot tubs and all that stuff, right? Um, the, the way it is now. Once again, you know, like, but a lot of people have some issues with their trainers. You know, I had a few because yeah. they're all suits. They're all suits, meaning yeah. they work for. The, I mean, they're working yeah. for the team. Yeah, they're getting paid by the team. So, are, yeah. they, are they? Do they have your best interests at There's heart? There's a conflict of interests inherently there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And and I ran into a few scumbags along the way, and, and and so that's that's you know that's the way they are. I think it's better now. Yeah, new age stuff, and and the way that they're approaching it, and, and teams know like you'll get called out on social media. I was going to say there's so right? much more attention so, to it now. Like I couldn't call. You know, certain people out on social media when 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 they were screwing me. Uh, locker room D plus team you like tr- that. Yeah, I well, got I, a I, on your face. I want to know who you're talking about, but I don't think you're going to tell me, so I don't want to put you too much on the spot. Uh, locker, I don't think it's too hard to figure out. Locker room D plus. Locker um, room D plus. I haven't seen that locker room, and I know they've upgraded it a couple different times. It, yeah, uh, to me, it looked pretty good. Uh, team. I, Team travel B plus. So here, here's my take on it. The the areas that they got bad grades in are areas that if you went to most college campuses, big time football programs, yeah. they got better facilities. Yeah. That's yeah. the th- like team travel. I'll bet the Broncos travel better than most college football teams. They don't have a better practice facility and locker room and dining area than they have at Alabama, right? And Georgia and places like that. That's why I think they're getting the grades they're getting. Because you're talking about what it used to be in the NFL and how much better it's gotten. But they A, they don't know that, nor should they. Right. But B, they're comparing it to the ridiculous facilities they have in college football. Yeah, I think you're spot on. Look, I had crop, crappy uh, accommodations in college, and I went to crappy accommodations in the NFL. Yeah. And then, you know, then it got slowly got better and better and better and better. Right throughout the years until now, it's like really good. I don't get to experience that, but like you know, you're right. What what do you have to to use as your example? Like in, in yeah. college, I mean, you know, well, I was eating in the conference center. It, the food, that was awful. It was just awful, awful accommodations. But like if you're in a five star hotel in college and getting treated like king there, you come here. It's a little bit of a step back, and you're like, this isn't very good. Well, college in general, I'm my. Oldest is a junior, so we're starting to do the tours, you know, going to look at the different campuses. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot different than when I was there in the mid-90s. Is it? Where you just go through the cafeteria. It was like being in the Army. Right. Right, and it's just beef with brown sauce, and they throw right. cashews in it. It's cashew yeah. beef. They put it on noodles. It's beef stroganoff. Right. Like, it was the same thing over and over and over again. It was so bad soaked. By the end of the my freshman year, I was eating a bowl of Ruffles with Chalua on it. That was, it was like, I can't, ruffles. I can't eat Potato anything chips. else. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That was it. Right. And now it's like they got Cuba yeah. and Einstein and, you know, all right. these different things right there on Chick-fil-A. campus. Yeah. It's all perfect yeah. right there. Yeah. Pretty no, amazing. Didn't, didn't have any of that. I'll say this, too. Um, the the travel is was a was a big deal. Like some teams traveled better than others. Yeah. You know, when, uh, 
you, you know, you get your own room. You're flying like, stuff. you know, Hawaii Air. You're flying like, you know, nice Delta or, yeah. or United or something like that, right? Where it's like, okay, there's a big difference there. And then also it is hotels. Where, what hotel are you staying at? You know, you're staying at the, the five-star place or you're staying at the three-star place, you know, with the, with the you know, um, the plastic doors and, I mean, stuff like that. What are you eating on the road? Those types of things go into that, and, and you can really separate yourself as an organization if you travel and go all out first yeah. class. And what size airplane are you chartering? Right. right. There's a big yes. difference between exactly. a 757 and a 737 or whatever the yep. case may be. So, yeah, I, I, DMAC, and we'll talk to him when he comes in here about it. He's, oh, you he know, will. I won't. making a big deal about it, and they need to build new facilities. Yet, he thinks the ABS practicing in a place where you got to go through the laser tag to get there. That's just fine. I mean, that's that's no problem. But the Broncos need to bulldoze the place and start anew. We'll, we'll get his thoughts. Broncos well, I, I are will. fine. Broncos um, are just fine. All right, we've gone back and forth uh, a little bit today on what the Broncos should do to upgrade their roster. NFL.com has an interesting name that would be a fit in free agency. We'll tell you who it is coming up next. You're listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. A little bit of uh, breaking NFL news, Stoke. Um... According to Pro Football Talk, if the Raiders can't sign Josh Jacobs to a uh, long-term contract before the uh, deadline of uh, March 7th, they will use the franchise tag on the running back. Yeah, um, I think it's a... Hey, there yeah. you go. Okay, there we go. I'm, I've been on. That's on Chicken Finger back there. It's Friday's. Yeah. Look at him laughing. Uh-huh. Um, not even looking at us, just laughing. I was in uh, that chair yesterday, and I Will was calling me Stoke because I didn't turn the... Uh, Mike on. Right. I think, I think it might have been the same problem. Oh. Oh, yeah. you're throwing Kisner on. I'm uh, just what? saying. No, no, no. This one was me. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yesterday <laughs> was not me. That, yesterday was not. Okay. Okay. But it's always nice to have someone that has screwed it up. Now you sure. just blame them. Like, no, yeah. no, I'll turn it on. Right. Kisner, you got it. Come on. The light, the light is blue, Kevin. The board don't work. You know? uh, <laughs> and he blames the board. Yeah. Like a uh-huh. new board. Still, and then the board can't fight back. So it's going to be it. a new board for like five years. Yeah. The board. It's the end of the trickle down for the blame there. No, I um, this this is see um, the running back position, man. I, you kind of feel bad for the running backs. Yeah, I do. Yeah, they're, they're they're you know a few elite ones and really good ones. Certainly, their, their life shelf is so short, and it, they have such a short window to get paid more so than any position, obviously. And it's hard to really get that second contract. It is. And Josh Jacobs hit it out of the park this year. They didn't pick up his fifth year option. And he went out this year and had an unbelievable year. Did he? I think he led the league in rushing. He did. Okay, yeah. and he was just awesome. And now, guess what? And, and I know people out there are like, okay, who cares? Uh, now you have to sign a one-year deal and go do it again at a position where the injury risk is so high. And instead of having, you know, like twenty-five million dollars guaranteed, twenty million, twenty, you know, something like that, fully guaranteed. You're playing on a one-year deal at, you know, nine, ten million bucks. I get it. It's a lot of money. But when you look at the NFL and the landscape of the NFL, the running back position really um, takes it on the chin in these situations more so than any position. Yeah, for sure. I do think, though, it's interesting. The Raiders have that tool at their disposal, the franchise tag, and they're willing to use it. If the Broncos don't on use a theirs. guy that led the NFL in rushing I've not been, on a guard that's going to make you know 10 million bucks and you're going to pay him 20 million bucks well, on the franchise it, I would prefer they use it on Draymond Jones I would prefer that's what they do uh, to not use that tool I, I think is just and if, if he walks and you get some compensatory pick for it like whoop de doo I think that's a borderline fireable offense all right here we go nfl.com had their list of what was that? I'm just uh, waiting for the segment. Uh, NFL.com had their list of free agents that would be fits for each team. For the Broncos, an interesting name. We assume Kareem Jackson's not going to be back. Although we've assumed, we've thought maybe that the last couple of years. He keeps coming back on one year deals. Yeah, doesn't find the market for him very strong and decides to stay. 
That gig's up. If I agree, it's, it's done now. So I, agree. I think the Broncos are, are moving on. And I think most of us look at that and say because it's going to be Caden Stern's job. Sure, but according to NFL.com, there's a free agent that would be a good fit next to Justin Simmons, and that is Bengals safety Von Bell. Uh, that's the guy that got franchise tagged this past year, I believe. So uh, he, is that correct? I don't know. The, yeah. Last year? Yes. Okay. Uh, four. He had he had a great year. Well, he had his best year. Four interceptions this year. He'd only had two in his career prior to that. And here's another guy who has ties to Sean Payton. He started his career in uh, 2016 as a second-round pick, 61st overall of the Saints. Okay. I look at safety and think, you know what? Is that they, they can only spend money in so many places. I don't think safety is a spot that uh, that they need to address. I think Caden Stearns would be fine. Yeah, let, let, I do too. I, I don't think Von, uh, Von is Von Bell a better player than Caden Stearns? Probably. More experienced player. Could Caden Stearns get to that level? I, I think he could. So I would rather see what the young player could do than go spend money on a guy who's going to turn 29 during the season. Jesse Bates was the guy I was thinking about from okay. sorry from Cincy that got franchise tag. So I had I had those guys confused. It was Jesse Bates that got franchise tag. And Von Bell played well next to Jesse Bates. Yeah. So you would expect that he'd come here and play well next to Justin Simmons. It would be a good safety duo. I just think that's a luxury this team can't afford at this point. I mean, that's a, two hours and twenty four minutes into the show. Your first probably like making sense. <laughs> take comments so you did it though you've gone a whole show without doing the whole three hours so you actually beat the deadline today <laughs> and beat the end of the show so yes i'm with you james like at a certain point this is the first time like you, you like pay him whatever he wants whatever it needs pay the man open up the checkbook we have the richest owners this is what they told me we got to pay him no okay. you make sense there you do you do you do um i just think that let's take a look at Kane stearns I've seen some some clips where he's looked, you know, some spurts throughout the season yeah. where he's looked good. We got a couple other safeties, young safeties. It's not, it's now time to take a look at these guys and see what you got. Um, and you so, have one of the best safeties in football back there already. Right. So you're talking about your second guy. Yeah. You don't need your other safety to be a high-dollar free agent. That just doesn't seem to make sense to me. Um, by the way, I'm not pay everybody. <laughs> I knew you were waiting to get back to that. You but just... tell me, tell me this won't make you mad. If this team goes into the season $20 million under the cap, I mean, they've been under the cap by eight figures every single year since they won the Super Bowl. And everybody keeps telling me, well, they can roll it over. Well, they can roll it over. Well, they can roll it. At some point, you got to spend it. The rollover plan, James. Yeah, they just keep kicking the can down the road. That's what I used to do with my minutes. Just keep kicking it. Like, well, right. I got 10,000. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to And then at some it. point, you can yes. never use them. Right. And then now that's gone. Like, you just many minutes as possible. At some point, spend the money. And now you got you got the richest owner in the league. Spend the money. 59 seconds, I'm like ending that call. Like, not going over a minute because once you go over one minute, one second. Yeah, it's two it's, minutes. It's two minutes, yeah. right. They, I just want to see them go. I got you. Go I got spend you. as much as you I can just spend. Think I would not be upset this year if they were, um, if their cap situation was what you just said. If they had, you know, $20 million oh, in cap room. Gosh. I would Why? not be upset because I am taking the long term view. I'm not. Approach. I know you're not. I know. I know. So we're looking at this differently. Win now with Bro- Russ. Broncos are not going to be a team that's going to be a contender next year, right? To me, their window is going to be probably in their prime, hopefully, in three years. That's the way I look at it. So we look at it differently. So you're saying spin, spin, spin now. I'm saying let's get this. Let's do this, let's do this the right way and get this thing moving slowly back in the right direction. And then when, when it's ready to strike, we're ready to strike in a couple of years. It's not going to be this year. You don't, you don't trade for Russell Wilson, trade for Sean Payton, and then strip it down and rebuild. I'm not saying I'm not, that's not what I said. When Did Norman Dale, when Norman Dale came into Hickory High School, Norman. Norman, Norman the coach in Hoosiers. Yeah, okay. Right? Once he you stripped said it down okay. and then was building it back up, and uh-huh. then he added Jimmy Chitwood. Right? You don't add Jimmy Chitwood at the beginning and then strip it down. That would have made no sense. Yeah, they're in win now mode. Spend um, some money, but if they're but twenty million dollars, realistically, the they're not in win now mode. And Ray, they know hey, that. let's let's raise ticket prices. Let's try and make you think it's for a new fancy scoreboard. Well, we're going to get a new scoreboard. And then you're going to be $20 million under the cap. Oh, it's fine. They'll just kick it, kick the can down yes, the road. Don't roll it over. Next offseason. Oh next offseason. And we got picks. We're going to have cap room. That's Hey, sorry. 
That's so reality. Should we just not even bother tuning in in twenty twenty three? Don't buy your tickets. No, no, no. It's, it's just gonna be it's fun. Just, it's it's it, gonna be fun. They're just auditing the class this year. It's gonna be fun. We're this one see doesn't Russ, count. What Russ can do. If he can get back to form, but we are we 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 are going to strike in twenty twenty four off season is going to be our off season. Time to start. We'll see if George Payton is going to be around for that or not. That's the that question. I, I think that's a right. that's a great question. I'm with you right. on that one. Thank all you. right. See, uh, speaking of investing and pushing all your chips into the middle of the table today, NHL trade deadline. What did or didn't the av- Avalanche not do? We'll talk to Will Peterson coming up next. Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. NHL trade deadline is today. Had some conversation about whether the Abs would make some moves like they did a year ago, put themselves in position for making a uh, another cup run as they try to win back-to-back Titles. Will Peterson from DenverSports.com is here to share the news or lack thereof. Will, tell me, what did the uh, what did the Avs do here right at the deadline as we've been on the air? Well, we've actually got news in the last two minutes because Avalanche GM Chris McFarland is meeting with the media. He confirmed that a minor league deal is coming shortly, but nothing more. Here's the quote from the GM. We looked at all the options, things that encompass forward, centers, defense. We just weren't able to find a match today. So no deal from the Avalanche at the trade deadline. Uh, disappointing. Uh, what you expected? Like how do you how do you view it? Here's the thing, and I'm going to get accused of being Peter positive, but this is how I'm going to spin it. Peter Welcome positive. Up. Welcome to the club. To use your word, <laughs> this means guys that Gabriel Landeskog is close, and this means he will return soonish. Because if he wasn't, or if we had heard some whispers, maybe he's not coming back this year, they would have added a top six forward today. By not doing anything at the deadline, you're signaling to. Basically, the rest of your team into the fan base. If we're going to read the tea leaves, Landis Gog will be back out there in the next few weeks. And that, to me, is a win. Because Landis Gog's an A-plus addition. Yeah, sorry. But was that guy available for them to go get at this point? One of those top, what would you say, five, six forwards to go get? So, you know, did that guy, was that guy even available for a trade? We don't know. Because, listen, you had Ryan O'Reilly move. You had Patrick Kane move. You had uh, the cat from Toronto or the cat who went to the Islanders. I, I'm blanking on his name. My point is... There was a lot of activity in the okay. last couple of weeks, right? Yeah. It wasn't like today Twitter was this buzzer beater. Everyone else just added a superstar and the Avs sat behind. There was not a lot of action today with big names. That at all had kind of already happened. So, in, in, which that was going to be where I was going to go here. Did anybody else make moves that made you think, uh-oh, now the Avs are in trouble. How are they going to get out of the Western Conference? Did Minnesota make a big addition? Calgary make a big addition? Some Vegas, somebody else that... Uh, should worry Avs fans. No, everybody went east. That was the theme of this trade deadline is all the stars went to the east. So guess what? As we sit here today, are the Avalanche the seventh best team in the NHL? Perhaps. But guess what? The six that are better than them are in the Eastern Conference. Last time I checked, you can't play any of those until the Cup Final. So for everyone who's mad the Avs didn't do anything, let the East be the bloodbath, let them beat up on each other, and then whoever comes out battered and bruised, say the Avalanche get there with two sweeps and a five- or six-game series in the West, they'll be fresh, that team will be exhausted, maybe they're more talented, but that makes it a coin flip, I'll take my chances in that scenario. Whoa, whoa, you just got... Carol McCard, man, uh, to the face. Yeah, right. What's going on with this microphone? Wow. No, it didn't touch me. Huh? I got those nature yeah, clips. Like it was that. like a Tyson uppercut. It's starting to swell right yeah. now. Um, no, I, 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 I agree with you. I, I, I'm with you on that. And then also, uh, mm-hmm. hopefully by that point, we'll be um, completely healthy. You know, and, or as healthy as we've been. And, and like whoever it is, I, bring them on. Let's go. Right? I, it doesn't matter. Speaking of Kel McCarr, yeah. like, how do you view this thing? He's already had the two concussions. It looks like he's going to be coming back here soon. Are you nervous about this at all? Listen, when you have two concussions in 11 days, he played in two games in the month of February. I wrote this at denversports.com. Two games in 28 days. Guess what happened in those two games? Concussion. He got concussed in each one. Concussed in Pittsburgh on the dirty hit, and then concussed in St. Louis on much more of an accidental hit, but that's what happens, right? Sure. He can say, I'm playing smart, I'm playing safe, he and the guy just collided, and it, he took a fist to the face. Accidental, but man, there would be a temptation to hold him out for another two, three, four weeks, really let him recover, because you can't justify, if he gets a third one, 
You can't justify playing him again the rest of this season. You just can't. That's your future uh, of your franchise for the next, what, decade? Yeah. 12, 14 years? You're really going to bring him back this year with a third concussion? And don't forget, guys, he came back in those games after he got the concussions. So clearly How do you feel that, about that, though? Like it, it seems like so mismanaged, right? Well, clearly the NHL needs to take a lesson from the NFL because the NFL— Well, you never thought we'd say that when it I comes know, to concussions. And that's crazy, but the NFL got so much heat for it, they got better at it, right? Yeah, and they had these yeah. independent doctors and spotters. How can Kale McCarr go down the hallway in St. Louis— Talk to, I assume, an avalanche trainer and say, yeah, I feel fine. Okay, get back out there. That is such a 1990s tough guy policy. The NHL needs to get much better at having these independent guys. There's no excuse for him coming back in those games. I'm not saying this is my opinion on the Avs' lack of activity today, but this is a little bit of what you're seeing on social media. I want to see your thoughts. Of This is a team that a year ago hadn't won a cup, so they were willing to push chips into the middle of the table and do whatever it took. Now they've got one, they're a little complacent, and they're fine just sitting on their hands and seeing if they can do it with who they got. Fair mm. or unfair? I think it's unfair because the guys they got just did it, right? They Landeskog's got a ring. He's coming back. McCarr's got a ring. He's coming back. Rantanen's been a superhero this year. He's got a ring. McKinnon's been on fire. He's got a ring. They don't need to add veteran experience to a team that now knows how to do it, right? I, I don't understand... Outside of Patrick Kane, right, or Ryan O'Reilly, two of the guys I mentioned who got traded well before 1 o'clock today, who was going to give them that, oh, now we know how to win a cup over-the-top type mentality? These guys know how to win a cup. They did it eight months ago. Yeah, well, but they made four, like three or four or five trades last year. They made, guys. they made four this year. They were just at different times. Okay. right. They, they got Jack Johnson. They got your boy Lars Eller. Uh, they got Matt Nieto back from San Jose, and then they got Keith Kincaid from the Bruins. So they did do four trades again just because they didn't have it at 1 o'clock today. didn't mean they didn't make moves. And we'll see how they play out. Uh, Will Gorgiev. You got close. Yeah, that's, that's why I paused there. I was like, yeah, I'm going to screw this <laughs> just up. Just call him Georgie. I was, go but I wanted name. to go for it. I, it's a Friday. I was going for yeah. it. I'm all in. Yeah. Uh, Georgiev. 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 Yeah, it's a Guy. Or G F. I got it. Or G I won't mess it up again. I promise. Uh, Georgiev as a lefty. How do you feel Just about turkey. him? Where? Where? Are that you, one right either. Where's your confidence level with him? Where's it been throughout the season? And where are you at today? You know, with the with the playoffs here coming up here, and not uh, how long? How long until the playoffs start? A little more than a month. Yeah. Where are you at with? Well, Georgiev. Funny you ask because he just won Player of the Week in the NHL today. That's hard to do, right? Yeah, There's 30 players on a team, 30 teams, 900 guys. He won it today. 3-0 in his last few starts, had had the shutout the other night against Vegas. He's a better goaltender than Darcy Kemper. He just is. That game against the Knights the other night, the Avs score 14 seconds in on that Miko Rantanen uh, sort of, he hits it down and gets the open net. Vegas comes back, and they could have scored two, three, four, five goals. They were on fire. And he stonewalled them one nothing going into the first period and that or into the locker room, and that's when you knew the Avalanche were gonna win. All due respect to Darcy. We all love Darcy. If Darcy's in net, that game is two one or three one Vegas at the end of the first period. Georgiev has the chance to be special, and he's proved that as of late. I'm all in on him, and he's a he's a bona fide number one in the NHL right now. Will, love we, it. Will, we appreciate you keeping an eye on all of it for us. Uh making us feel better about it, actually. The fact that they didn't do much. Uh, I was a little bummed. I think he made some great points in terms of, hey, nobody in the, else in the West made big, splashy moves to get better. The Avs have made some moves. It was just over the last couple of weeks. You talked me off the ledge a little bit. I appreciate Gabriel it. Gabriel Landeskog is an all-star addition. He there has not go. played a game this year. This indicates to me he'll be back soon. I think that's great news. All right, Peter Positive. There he goes. Will Peterson. We appreciate it from DenverSports.com. Guys. All right, yesterday Will and I had this conversation. Curious to get Stokes' take on it. Which Cronky team? Now that we know who the Avs have, now that we know who the Nuggets have for their playoff runs, which Kroenke team is more is most likely to make the deepest postseason run? We'll answer that question coming up next. It's Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Did 
got a guess on this one? I got a guess. I got a guess. You want me to go first or do you want to go? Oh, I know. I'm going to say it's Morgan Wallen. Yeah. It's got to be one of his new ones. Yeah. Brand new? Doesn't it? Yeah. The new album came out today, which is so silly to me that they're still coming out with albums. Who, who buys albums? Well, they, he's just releasing a new album. Like, how else? You're not just one release, song at a time. Just, just release them whenever because you don't, no one's buying an album. Right. No. Like, nobody buys an album anymore. Like, no. so to release an album seems silly. Just one song at a time. You could do a song a, song a day for 36 days. That'd be fun. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I guess they got a reason for that, though. Morgan Wallen, though. Like, if you listen to the Top 30 Countdown or any of those kind of things over on our sister station, KYGO. I do. You would hear a lot of Morgan Wallen. Bro, he got he has so many like just like ten. Like ten. Yeah. You know, like five star yeah. recruits. I mean, he's the Alabama he of, is. Uh, of country music. Like just like boom, Morgan, 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 Morgan. I mean it, it's as good as it gets. I can't wait to dive into this album here. For sure. I'll you know be scrolling through it and checking them out. But uh other thing that's coming out today, Creed three. Are you a, uh, oh. a fan of Creed? The, the never watched Rocky any of them. Sequels, yeah, you, I, I watched the Rockies growing up, of course, right? Wait um, a minute. You've never seen any of the Creeds? You didn't no. see Creed 1, Creed 2? No. Really good movies. Yeah, I haven't seen them. All right, well, I'll be checking out Creed 3. But you did yeah. watch all the Rockies? Yeah. Have you watched the remake of Rocky 4 where they kind of changed the story? No. Well, you should you should do that. That's fun to I don't want to do out. that. I'm done with Rocky. I put it away. It was great when it lasted, and now I'm done. I've moved on. When's the last time you watched a Rocky movie? If they're on, you got to watch them. You don't oh. want to waste it. I usually am not sitting really in front of the TV to, like, scroll to AMC to watch, you know, Rocky 3. I, I just, I'd so. Okay, we'll just do this real quick, and then we'll get to Nuggets and Ass. Yeah, probably not, but maybe. The be- We're going to go through the Rocky movies. Give yes. me a grade. Rocky 1. See, I, I don't recall, like, what happened in all these Rockies. I'm not like a movie. Rocky won. He loses at the end okay. to Apollo. The one that we, he went to Russia and beat the Russian. That's Rocky Four. Yeah, that's the best one. Okay, so Rocky One is an A. It won Best Picture in 1977, okay. so that's an A. Rocky Two is terrible. It's uh-huh. an awful movie. Like, the first hour and a half is dreadful. He's, like, at the Which skating rink with Adrian. Adrian. Well, at the end, he wins. Yeah, is that two? That's two. Oh, yeah, so okay. it's got a good ending. Yeah, all right. Rocky three is by far the best Rocky. That's the best one. I'll take your advice for it. I just, I remember. Mr. T, Clubber Lang. Yeah, I, I like the fourth one. It got me fired up when you had uh, Drago or whatever. Like, yeah, Rocky four. Up, like, running the but track. But Apollo and so dies at the beginning just... when James Brown is singing Living in America. Oh, Living Pretty in good. America. Oh, you! <laughs> and he fights Dolph Lundgren, and he trades in Russia. Oh, that's the best one by far. Rocky Four is pretty darn uh, good. Rocky Five, he loses all his money. Oh goodness! And then he fights Tommy. What's well, Tommy Morris? And I think it's Tommy Gunn in the in the Tommy movie. Gunn. Yes. And wow. he fights out in the street when his buddies in the bar ask if he needs any help. He goes, "Fellas, this ain't a pie eating contest." Oh, it's pretty good. Yeah. Then there was Rocky Balboa. Which was like Rocky Six, but they didn't call it Rocky Six. Not a particularly good movie. Then they remade Rocky Four. That's actually really good. And then there's all the Creed movies. So there's like ten Rocky. Yeah, I'm kind of done with them. I'm done. I, I enjoyed it. And it was, but yeah. Turn on the page. Yeah. All right. Let's answer this question. Uh, now that we know what the Abs are going to be heading into the postseason, for the most part, if, assuming Kale McCarr comes back and he's good to go, Will Peterson thinks. Um, Gabe Landeskog will be back sooner rather than later. That's why the Avs didn't make a big, splashy move at the deadline. Now that we know what they are, we know what the Nuggets are, which team has the better chance of making a deep playoff run? I'm going with the Avs. Okay, Been why? there, done that. This this team is getting healthier. They're playing their best hockey right now. And, you know, you, you do. You know, I mean, Will was just talking about Georgiev. Mm-hmm. And he's playing great right now. So you have that goalie to that you can rely on to win you some games when you're not scoring five or six uh, goals. I I like this team. I think they're getting healthy at the right time. The East um, the East is a lot stronger than the West. You can roll through the West in the playoffs. And um, boy, you just made that sound pretty easy. Yeah, now, so they did last year. They went cruise control right they now. They went twelve and two in the in the West last year. So I, I hear what you're saying, but. And the the whole fact of, hey, they've been there, done that. Okay, I get it. But a lot of the guys who helped them do it are no longer here. Sure. Nazem Kadri being at the top of the list. 
the goaltender being near the top of the list. That was a concern uh, a lot last year. You're less concerned about Georgie? Well, I mean, I mean what's Georgie have ever done in the postseason? Fixing to find out. Sat on the bench while Shesterkin played. Sure who? Uh-huh. Yeah, that guy. Shesterkin. Yeah. That makes me nervous, is that they have an unproven playoff goaltender. Sure. That makes me nervous. That's I think fine. That, I think the Nuggets have a better chance of going further because I think, one, they're going to be the one seed in their conference, so they're going to have home court advantage all the way through the Western Conference playoffs. They may have home court advantage in the NBA Finals, and I think that's important. I think they need to be looking at Milwaukee and Boston and not worried about Memphis, especially after tonight. They can put the Grizzlies in the rearview mirror and then some tonight. Well, here, here, let me give you this on the Nuggets. This this is my concern here. and I, I, look, they've been great. They've been absolutely great. And the concern, James, is all of a sudden, you know, you look to the side and, and there's that there's that team. There's Golden State. Yeah. And without Steph right now. And they, they, they're playing really good. I mean, they've had two major comebacks the last their last two wins. Steph's going to get healthy. They're a championship team when he's uh, healthy, right? You saw it last so, year. They don't have to play right, together. Exactly. In the regular and season. So they're just a scary, scary matchup for anyone. And so that that's there, right? That's there. But also, now you look and you're like, oh, the Suns with KD. And I get it, you know, they've lost some of their depth and some of their quality players that they had to ship off to Brooklyn. And But it's still Kevin Durant with Booker, with Aiton, with um, who's uh, uh, Chris Paul. Yeah. I mean, I get, like, that's pretty scary, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, so like it's it could be where you run into one of these teams and it's just like, oh, my gosh, this can't Steph just be done for a few more weeks? Can't, you know, can't Kevin Durant just stay with Brooklyn? Um, so that that just has me nervous. That just has me nervous. No, that I, you might run into one of these teams, and it's just like this stinks. It uh, it does make me nervous. I, I I think it's a good thing that Golden State has gotten hot because it felt like it would be so Nuggets for them to finally get the one seed. And who do they get in the first round? They get Golden State. So the fact now, I believe Golden State's up to five. Phoenix is at, is at four. At least yesterday when I looked. I, I, I think the fact if you can avoid them in the first round, all right, good. You'll have home court advantage. That was the trouble a couple of years ago. They fell in the big hole down in Phoenix. Remember in that series when they got swept 4-0 by Suns and 4-Guy? Yeah. They had, a big, ever forget? they had a big lead in game one, and it just disappeared in the blink of an eye. That crowd got into it, and it's like, oh, my gosh, they just couldn't stop that snowball rolling downhill. Then in game two, Mike Malone accused his own team of quitting. Game three, they didn't give much of an effort. Game four, Jokic gets booted. It was over before you knew it. So home court is going to be big. Here's what they need to root for, though, Stoke. They need to root for whether it's a 3-6 matchup, which would be ideal because then you'd avoid the winner of that till the finals, or a 4-5 matchup between Phoenix and Golden right. State. So they one of them knocks off the other, and they don't have to play both of them. That's worst case yeah. scenario. I like I like that because right now it's set up four or five. Phoenix yeah. is four, Golden State is and five. And you have like to play them in the second there. round. It's like, ah, but you're gonna have to play them eventually anyway. Right. You're and gonna then, have to beat some good teams. And then in the Western Conference Finals, if you got through over that hurdle, you'd be playing Memphis or Sacramento or somebody like that. Right. Sign me up with yeah. home court advantage. Yeah. Yep. So yep. I think that's what you root for. I think the Nuggets, based on the fact that they've, I think they've got that hunger that I'm not sure the Avs organization, DMac, oh. has this year. Hi, D-Mac. Hi. The fact that they didn't make any moves? They yeah, didn't do I was, anything? I was down there for like an hour because they were like, Chris McFarlane's going to talk to everybody, so I'm, oh, yeah. okay. And then nothing? <laughs> like, left. Who did we Who did we get? And like, no. They made a minor league trade. Yeah. They, um, so nothing. The guy nothing. from the Rangers yeah. for another guy from Why, the Rangers. Anton Bleed is no longer part of the organization for oh. the Eagles. They picked up some other guy. I don't even know. Some sort of big four. Disappointing that no surprise big move was surprise. Made. You know, I think we should just give it a little time. It doesn't look like they've done anything, uh, but let's wait until Chris McFarland actually talks to the media. The what time that, does it end? Uh, one o'clock. So it's already over. Yeah, but but KKFN KKFN HD one long my yeah. like that's over for it James Merrill. It was fifty six. It was one fifty six fifty nine. No, no, it was it turned. I, we need a replay booth okay. for this. That was, I mean, you're a minute early anyway. No, no, now you're, we start at 57. I'm going to Fangio this thing and throw my challenge flag. Perfect. You'll lose it like Fangio. <laughs> Perfect. They told all the hockey muggles just to stick around and McFarlane was going to talk, and they said that at 1230, so I was like, oh, well, I'm here. And when I, <laughs> an hour later, I'm still there. And so I'm they're like, on Hackett time. You know, unless they're doing something. 
But how, you know, they were doing what? I don't think they've done anything. And I, I we do would think know by some now of the quotes did come out. I think we, he did meet the media. Oh, did, I mean, he might have. Like I mean, in the last few minutes, like when Will okay. was on with us. All right, so what, what did he say? If, if he did, then they did nothing. They did nothing. nothing. Is, they did nothing. Okay. Now, right. is that because they think they're good enough to win it again as as they are? I don't know. I heard they were in on O'Reilly. And they just didn't put what it took to get O'Reilly. So they that sounds they like were interested that sounds in doing like a Rockies yeah. answer. Yeah. yeah, I asked that too. I go, well, what's what's it worth? Like, what was the make or break? Toronto did give up a ton for him, so they just weren't willing to go that far. That's well, because that sounds, like, that sounds like a Broncos. Broncos love Dak. You know, yeah. they love that yeah, guy. They, right they, oh, they were all over this guy. They were yeah, yeah. They loved him. Man, he was he was at the top of their list. Oh, and- I think everybody's frustrated. I think everybody's a little bummed out and a little frustrated right now. It feels like yeah. you know what? Last year we hadn't won one, so we pushed our chips in. This year we've got we've got one. We won one. We don't need to do. Oh, that. and by the way, Josh Manson may be out for a, a big chunk of time. Talk to Kale today. Kale looked all right. Talk to Kale. He was all right. He was doing okay. Stoke and, and it's one of the few times we've agreed today. Yeah, I yeah. finally remembered what, what it was we agreed on. Yes. What was that? And neither one of us is usually bubble wrap guy, but with two concussions in eleven days. And if you get a third one, you're probably done for the year. I'd be. I think I'm leaving Kale McCarr out of the lineup until playoffs or just before playing tomorrow. I know it's silly. Yeah, I think it's an unnecessary gamble. It's an unnecessary gamble. Kale did speak about how he was trying to be cautious too. So Kale like recognized that and said it was different coming back from the second one than the first one, and thought he could be. You know, he could have come back. Uh, and he thought the second one wasn't really as bad. And if it was just the second one, he, he doesn't know if he'd even be in the protocol whatsoever. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I understand how you feel. But he has been out skating. He is amongst his teammates. He's been out at a practice. I mean, it's not that he's not, like, I get it. You know, I get feeling it. great and ready to I go. Know. It just takes one unlucky I know. hit. And I know. It is it's, sports. But the fact that he had the two, and we just saw I it with two, uh, it's like if you have a third, like you, you almost. It seems like there's going to be so much pressure on the team to not play him again. That do you take that risk right now? It's, it's, risk it's a reward. tough decision. It's, it's risk tough. reward, and the risk is so big by playing him now. The reward is like, yeah, you, are you better during the rest of the regular season? Of course you are, but I, they've been playing great anyway. I just, I think it's an unnecessary risk. I would, uh, I would keep him on the shelf. D-Mac, yeah. question. Yeah. The biggest question of the day. Do you know what it is? Are you an idiot? <sighs> Am I an idiot? Yeah, Are that's s- not the biggest question oh, of the day. Okay. Well, wow. That's not it. Um, <laughs> coming out of, you know, coming just coming off the streets here and just firing shots from. He, from said, yeah. the, he said maybe the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Oh, well, oh. we'll let you oh. get into that. Wow. I got it. Right. I can't wow. wait. Wow. Oh, I'm, hey, so, I'm on I, his I, ass today. I think, oh, ready. Buckle up, Darren. I think I know where you're going, and I just want to let you know. Sticking up for receivers there, Stoke. Hey, oh, I'm sticking up for sticking receivers. Up for receivers. Look, look, but I got. They can't just, even be touched. My question. My question. Yeah. The biggest question of the day. Yeah. You know what tonight is? Oh, do you know the place? Time. Yes. What are we thinking, Darren? We are in for triple doubles tonight. Right. I love it. Are I'm you in. kidding me? I'm in. This is a game they are really taking seriously. Right. Both teams are. Grizzlies actually came to town two days early to get used to it. This is a freaking. Oh, they're toast. Love it. They're thinking too much about the altitude. They're toast. Okay, they're going to get run out. No, of the no, no. I am. I am with the triple double tonight. Right. Like you cannot believe the. Uh, Why do you say that they're worried about the? Because the they came in an extra day, a day early to get acclimated to it. You know what the best way to deal with the altitude is? Is the old Larry Stacy line? Just ignore it. When they when a, a player came up to him and said, "I'm really worried about it. We, you know, we got to go up there. We got to play it altitude." He said, "Don't worry, we're playing indoors." <laughs> that's the best way to that handle it. Great. That's that, the that, best way to handle it. Just make it a non-issue. No, that's no. Good. Tonight is going to be a. Are you going? Are Are you no? Just watching. Okay. <laughs> he said no. That look. I know. Uh, okay, Derek. Welcome back. By the way, uh, I got to hear what it was that makes you call your co-host a, a, an idiot here. Oh, that should be interesting. This, he's acting like receivers are the best athletes out there. It's, un, it's because he, he said, said if Pat Sertain was was the best athlete, he'd be a receiver. Well, if he had better hands, he'd probably be a receiver. Mm-hmm. That's what you always hear about corners. Is when they, every time they drop an know. interception, it's Stoke, hey, up, Stoke I'm sticking up for receivers, Stoke. Yeah, but it's harder to I'm catch a ball. It's harder to catch a football that's not thrown to you. Agreed. It's not. It's being thrown to someone else. Well, we did this exercise, and it was it was actually something Stokely and Zach did on Wednesday, where they did a, a draft of Broncos players, and it was essentially trying to figure out who's the top ten players on the roster. 
D-Mac threw it off yesterday when we tried to do it with Will because his third third overall pick was Brett Rippon because he said he had to have a quarterback. I'm like, okay, we're only doing five so you have deep. to have a quarterback? At some point, but we're only going five deep. Mm-hmm. That's how I believe in quarterbacks. But you couldn't <laughs> believe, you, and it, the conversation kind of started because Pat Sertan went num- number one overall yeah. every time this has been done. He's yeah. the best player on their team. Yeah. He's, he's their only he's, pro bowler, only all pro. Yeah, he's I mean, the best player on the roster. Right, so there's a difference between having the best season and the best player. So if we're just talking about who had a better season, yeah, okay, I'll give you Patrick Sertan. He was the most You think decorated. Jerry Judy's a better player than Pat Sertan? Right now, yeah. Yeah, I think he's a better what? player. I think he has more value. I think he's a better athlete. And I think he's about to have a unreal season. Oh, yeah, he's going to – I'm not, I'm not denying that, but he's – you can't compare the two. And, and well, I, I wasn't trying to. I was just saying Judy's Pastor better, Tannis, so Pastor I wasn't Tannis, really trying to compare Pastor him. Pastor is bigger than he is. Uh, okay, so height matters? Right. I'm just saying he's bigger than he is. He has to cover people. He's not determining the route. He has to stay in the route with them. He is the lockdown corner. If they play man, man-to-man. Right. Yeah, but, uh, but, but a lot of what, ha- what has happened here in the, in the NFL, the rules have changed so much that you just see more defensive coordinators just play in zone. And it's really more about pass rush than anything. Because as good as you are, if you it, give That's a, not true. That's not true. It has to, go, it has to work. To, it works hand in hand. You can have a great pass rush and terrible defensive backs, and they just get, they get roasted so the quarterback is boom, boom, one, two, three, right. gone. How often do they play zone compared to man in the NFL these days? Okay, here's the way it works in the NFL. You'd rather be a good man team that can play zone than be a zone team that can't play man. So what do most NFL teams do? They go to zone. Most of the time. They have to. They don't well, have a choice. Well, because that's because athletes like Pat Sertan are few and far in between. Few and far between. But he gives you so many more options because you have one of those guys. Yes. Right? So, look, I'm bullish on Jerry Judy. I, I think they need to put their pick up the fifth-year option. Definitely. I think they need to put their arm around him and say, you're our guy. You're our number one guy. Yeah, make we him have, feel good. Yeah, and, and love him up a little bit who as opposed to tear him impo- down. Who is more important for success this year if they have a great year, Pat Sertan or Jerry Judy? I would that's, have to say Jerry Judy. Yeah, I'm. That's an interesting question because I always look at I would it. Have this, to, it's more important that they could score points. Yeah, and, and that's, that's the most. That's the biggest issue. This is sort of a you know kind of a dark way to look at it, but if if they got hurt, who could they live without? I think they could figure out a way to live without Pat. Who Jay. gets more money, a cornerback that gets tagged or a wide receiver that gets tagged? I believe it's a wide receiver by yeah. two million dollars. So it's close. It's close. But at the end of the day, your wide receiver is just a more important position in today's NFL. Jerry Judy is a world-class athlete that has had a tricky time for a bunch of different reasons. Yeah, but he turned it on at the, in the second half. Hey, no sure. doubt about it. Why do, why do you think I'm saying what I'm saying? But I'm not looking back on what they accomplished up until this point. If we're just looking at what they've done so far in the NFL, okay, fine. It's Patrick Sertan by a country mile. That's not, that's not what we're doing, though. What we're, what we're talking about is, like, as far as pure athlete goes... Pure athlete. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. Jerry Judy, uh, I, I am very confident that if you gave Pastor Tan a whole training camp at rod, wide receiver, he would be unbelievable at that position. I completely, 1,000% right. agree I with you. I don't think that Jerry Judy could play defensive back. Uh, fine. I'm not even he making that I want to hit people. Hey, no problem. And Patrick Sertan replying to me said I should have played receiver. And I, I wish that was the case. I was the one. I'm the one advocating for Patrick Sertan to have the ball in his hand more often. I think trying to debate who's a what positions better athletes though is kind of an odd one because yeah. they're, they're the same. They're basically the same kind no. of athletes. No. Here's what's tricky when no, you say not. I don't think so. You have to be so much more of an athlete to play defensive back. All right, is Patrick Sertan? You the, have to backpedal. You have to be able to break out of that backpedal. You have to be like your instincts have to be better. It's all around. How how long would Patrick Sertan last doing your position? Maybe like one snap, two snaps, <laughs> Babe, 13 Babe. seconds. How many it guys? depends on what play they run at him. If they run a, a power double at him, you know, it's like. Uh, he's in big trouble. <laughs> how many guys on the team can kick a 50-yard field goal besides the kicker? Nah. <laughs> right. <laughs> maybe, but, maybe one. But just because something is harder doesn't make you better or like Brandon yeah, McMahon yeah, is the this most case, valuable player. In this case, you have to be a better athlete to do that. It's all about athleticism and instincts. I didn't make an argument about who's a better athlete. I just said who's a better player, and I think you would I define I, a better think, player by what they're going to contribute to the team. What, here's what I need you to do. I need you to take the word better out. What word, word would you like me to use? And say who is more significant to the team. I'd say it's Jerry Judy by a mile. Well, and here's the and thing. I would have to agree. Okay. <laughs> here's, here's, here's the reason I say 
they're very similar in terms of athleticism. Is when you take them out of their game, out of their sport, and have them try and do something else, how do they look? And the best corner and the best wide receiver that's been in this town in the last 20 years, Champ Bailey and Demarius Thomas. Yeah, that's a good conversation. I threw that out there, too. I saw Champ Bailey play in Carmelo Anthony's celebrity game. Got the ball in the paint, went up off two feet, and dunked it two-handed. Yeah, no that's, problem. That's impressive. Demarius Thomas was a better high school basketball player than he was football player. Yeah. Showed up at halftime of a game because he had a football thing to do and scored 30 points in the second half in Georgia. They were both unbelievable basketball players. That's why I think it's, I think it's a coin flip as to what who's a better athlete. I think they're both very similar. Of in course, they're position. both they're both these two guys are world class athletes. And you want to talk about a world class response? Is Patrick Sertan clapping back on me? That's Absolute, fantastic. Absolutely world class response. I give him all the credit for it. But Derek, you play with Champ Bailey and Demarius Thomas. Okay, who is more important for success on that team? Demarius. I agree. Because touchdowns are you have to score points. Right. And as I know, our our great friend but Joe, there was a t- I'll tell you, there was a, a period where Akib Talib was scoring so many touchdowns on defense and getting the ball back so many times that Akib Talib was the most important person on that field. Could you have won the Super Bowl without Akib Talib? But you have everybody else. I don't think so. So that's it. You you guys lose really the Super Bowl without I don't, I don't, Akib? No, I don't. Th- I don't think we we get that far. Okay, because of the plays that he made. So if it's if if Chris, I don't Harris, think we get there without you don't win week T. J. one against Ward. Baltimore. Yeah, we don't get there with T. without T J Ward. We don't get out get there without Chris Harris Jr. We don't get there without Von Miller. We don't get there without oh you definitely, don't get, you definitely don't get there without Von. We yeah. don't get there without Roby. You don't get you don't win the Super Bowl without Roby. Uh he remember the Kansas City game? Yeah, yeah, no, I I do. Think about the big plays that were made by each one of those guys, Darian Stewart. Think about the plays he made. So your team the was fumbles that, he caused in in key moments. Your yeah, team was that fragile. You needed literally we had every zero single offense. The Kansas City game, though, week two, the Thursday night game, is an <laughs> interesting example for this because you guys are down seven at the end of the game, two minutes left, and Peyton leads them up. Finally, Gary Kubiak's like, "Fine, go do whatever you you do, Peyton." And he leads them eighty yards for a touchdown. But if you rewatch that drive, a couple of those passes he just threw up for grabs, and DT made. Unbelievable That's true. plays. He would make plays like that. Emmanuel had the touchdown at the end of it, but DT kept that drive going and bailed them out, and then set it up for the scoop and score by and Bradley. You have to Robin put Emmanuel time. Sanders in that 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 conversation too, as sure. like, as far as how important he was to to the success of that team. This guy was unbelievable. I think we're heaven and hawing probably about some silly stuff here. Yeah, this we have is, nothing else to talk about. Kind of like classic sports talk sort of crap. <laughs> like you know, when when there really isn't a whole heck of a lot. Both guys are unbelievable. Both guys are incredibly valuable. Nobody's trying to say one thing or another. I threw it out there that he was really talented. He'd be a receiver, uh, not a cornerback, and kind of a you know. That was a di- he was trying to clickbait. He didn't. That was that was a little snarky. I'm, I'm not going to say that was clickbait. I'm he not going to say that, that that was, <laughs> was a little, little flippant. Yeah, yeah, that was hey, a little. Come on, man. You got to have a little fun out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I didn't expect Patrick Sertan to reply to it, and uh, yeah, you know, hey, good for him, yeah, man. He did. No, I did yeah. not. No, because I heard that they were going to be anonymous donors on social media. <laughs> Correct. Correct. So, well, he didn't like. No, no, he was. I'm he just funny about it. Was it. Per, he was yeah, funny. He was, I'm goofing on Slim Shawnee. I'm, I'm, I'm not goofing. Yeah. The, the response Sertan gave to me Perfect. is a classic example of exactly, if you're going to clap back on a media member, what you should do. Yeah. It was fantastic. It was him getting back or getting into the conversation, yeah. but in a funny way. It was very good. It was great. It was yeah. great. All right. Well, I'm glad we have three hours and. 45 minutes of you calling me an idiot. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll, we'll hear about Rogan. Oh, dude. All right. Awesome. Time. All right. We'll get to it coming up. Of all the dumb things I've heard you say, D-Mac.